Thank you for joining me. My name is Brian Arkwright. I'll be covering financial confidence strategies for telehealth ROI and investment value. I am co-founder and chief research officer at Cromford Health, uh, digital health uh, research and advisory group, adjunct faculty at Wake Forest University, uh, specifically within the School of Law, uh, although I am not a lawyer, just a subject matter expert um, who's been uh, teaching at Wake for the last four and a half years. Uh, and I'm a se seminar series instructor at Ohio University. And lastly, probably the most important, I'm uh, on the editorial board for telehealth and medicine today and have been since their very beginning. Um, so it's a pleasure to be here and let's get right into it. So first up, here's our agenda. Um, we'll do a short introduction. I'll kind of walk a little bit uh, quickly through my bio as well um, as kind of some background on the topic. Uh, then we'll kind of do an overview of telehealth ROI or return on investment and value of investment, kind of a newer concept um, in the industry. And, and so we'll kind of talk through what does that mean? Um, and then we'll get into the financial confidence strategies. Uh, I've got three C's. Um, so strategy one, two, and three, I'm not going to say them yet. I'll leave that for the, a later reveal in the presentation, but we'll talk through, you know, three strategies that should give um, you or your organization um, the confidence uh, uh, to really get started with telehealth ROI um, or optimize further. And then we'll kind of sum it all up um, and then leave some uh, questions for Q&A at the end. So right into the introduction. <clears throat> so here's a quick bio. Um, I was a former VP of innovation at a large national uh, physician and advanced practice provider staffing company. Um, prior to that, uh, I was director of telehealth at Wake Forest Baptist Health in a full-time role and Mission Health up in Asheville, North Carolina. Um, 2006 kind of marked my very first uh, telehealth experiences. Um, in that experience, I worked very closely with EICU, um, and it was actually one of the very first EICU implementations in the country, um, and telepharmacy. Got to do some fun telepharmacy stuff around that time. Um, and then I kind of, from there, I found myself working with telehealth in almost, you know, every role, every situation. Um, so continued on in uh, 2007 and 08 with a CMS Innovations Grant um, and working with the state of Virginia. And then really got uh, my feet with, with, wet with Telestroke and Neuro in 2009. I was part of the team that implemented the very first Telestroke program in the state of North Carolina and one of the earlier programs in the Southeast. Um, 2011, I started advising um, both hospitals, health systems, a lot of startups in the telehealth space. Uh, and in those, I will serve as an advisor um, or as an interim executive, you know, really responsible for um, introducing or launching and implementing uh, <clears throat> telehealth initiatives. Uh, I've published over 25 different telehealth or digital health focus articles, research papers um, through the years. Um, and I speak nationally and internationally. Uh, on the topic of telehealth and digital health uh, uh, five or so times a year. Um, I do have international experience um, that includes both pro bono and paid work uh, across those countries listed. Um, and I have a, a, a bachelor's degree from Ohio University, go Bobcats, and a MHA from uh, the Medical College of Virginia or VCU. And I do have a black belt as well and find it very useful in, in all that I do with telehealth. Here's a quick background on the topic. So this presentation 
Um, and I have to give credit to Tori. She helped me come up with this title. Um, and she's a whiz uh, with marketing and different and writing in that. So um, it's derived from my 2019 paper, uh, Telehealth Financial Variables and Successful Business Models. Um, that paper was actually the number two most downloaded paper in 2020 amidst COVID and this global eruption of, of telehealth services. Um, to, in the last 12 months, um, the paper alone has had four, over 4,000 downloads. Um, and, and, and prior to the last 12 months, it, it of course, received a lot of downloads uh, to make it number two. Cromford Health's mission, mission and, and really my personal mission is, you know, we're dedicated and passionate about growing the collective knowledge of digital health around the world, specifically through research and collaboration. Um, so that really encompasses uh, the background of the topic and my bio. Um, so now we can kind of really get into the good stuff here. Um, so first up, um, we'll talk about telehealth ROI and VOI. We'll, I'll define it. Um, and then we'll go a little bit deep with it. Um, and then we'll talk about some actual market activity. What's going on? There's a, there's a lot of fun activity going on in the market. Um, and I'm, I, I love Twitter. I love news. I'm, I'm always tracking, watching uh, uh, the market and, and reading exciting kind of things and headlines that are going on. Um, and there's no shortage of it right now. So first up, we have the iceberg analogy. Uh, this one is, is from that paper. Uh, this actual visual is from that paper um, that I referenced. And it really breaks down telehealth ROI and VOI. Um, so I'm kind of defining both as there's above the service uh, inputs that are very obvious for telehealth. Uh, and these are things like fee for service, co-pays, per member per month, kind of subscription revenue models, think remote patient monitoring, think HR benefits and, and telehealth service vendors and provider vendors in that space. Uh, where large employers might be paying a per member per month or health systems might be getting reimbursed per member per month revenue. Uh, and then coinsurance is another source uh, of kind of direct uh, revenue for telehealth programs. And when people think of telehealth ROI, there's, there's often, you know, a lot of hesitation. Uh, there might be confusion. Um, it might not be crystal clear. And, and one of those reasons, and I'll get into others, but the Kind of the first and foremost reason is there's a lot of things that you might say are below the surface or are not immediately uh, kind of aware to the uh, or made known to the to the naked eye. Um, and so, you know, reduce readmissions, improve patient satisfaction. I'm not going to read through all of these. Um, there's about 13 or 14 of these that I've shown on the screen in, ter in terms of total telehealth finance variables. And there's there's actually 16 in the paper that I walk through, um, but I'm not gonna walk through all of them in this paper. And there's more than just those 16, um, but those are kind of the, the dominant ones uh, that programs can use to set their ROI and VOI. Um, another kind of point to make here um, is that these below the surface inputs or, or, or value of investment variables, um, they're not direct revenue related often. It's more indirect. Uh, and you have to kind of come up with a calculation within your own organization that's going to kind of get to a financial value for these things. Patient satisfaction, provider satisfaction, reduced avoidable ED visits. These are 
things that may or may not already have a correlated financial value within your organization. Um, so you may have to do some work to get to a financial value that you can correlate to these metrics and, and variables and begin tracking them. Um, another thing that makes it a little tricky are this kind of phenomenon or, uh, of continuous variables. And what I mean by a continuous variable is something that can change in terms of an input. And of course, then it changes that output or that equation or that result. Um, so what you put in um, to get your VOI or ROI might be a little bit different if you're using continuous variables because it can be, you know, it's a, it's a varied scale. There's really four kind of dominant continuous variables that make up a telehealth ROI or VOI and can get into it. Um, one is the provider type. Um, whether it's a doctor, an advanced practice provider, a nurse, a therapist, or a social worker, that's going to change your input a little bit. That's an example of a continuous variable that can make it, and, and continuous, continuous variables make it a little more challenging to kind of get to an ROI or VOI because you have to account for, all right, I have four different provider types that can, you know, enter into this equation that I'm trying to, you know, project for our program. Um, and that makes it a little challenging. And then as we go down other continuous variables, a payer is another example of a continuous variable. Um, is that program, uh, you know, being reimbursed by a commercial payer, a Medicare payer, a Medicaid payer, or Medicaid Advantage or Medicare Advantage, I'm sorry, or something other, you know, another example of a continuous variable. And then um, there's two more continuous variables. One is visit type. So there are, um, you know, well over 100, 200 codes at this point. Um, so kind of that's another example of a continuous variable input um, for your equation. And then lastly um, is technology used. Depending on the technology used, that's another continuous variable that you have to account for or, or set or you know, create that algorithm and equation um, that makes sense and accounts for that continuous variable. So that, that last one being technology, um, you have synchronous or live, you have asynchronous or store and forward, you have RPM, the third, uh, remote patient monitoring, and then wearables as kind of a fourth major telehealth use type. So those four areas of, of continuous variables, um, provider, payer, visit type, and technology used, all uh, can make it a little challenging to get to a telehealth ROI or VIO, but I assure you, it is doable. Um, and so now we'll continue on and go a little deeper um, to continue on with the water analogy. Um, so up here, um, you know, going deeper, first up and foremost is leadership. You know, it's really important. Everywhere I've been, whether full-time, advisory, interim, um, I'm often find, finding myself in a similar situation. And hence, you know, where my career is taking me to really begin focusing more and more on telehealth ROI and VOI, you know, writing about it, researching it, et cetera. And it's because of my actual uh, experience of, of kind of running into um, challenges with telehealth ROI and VOI. Um, and it's, it, you know, what I kind of coach groups on, um, 
that I'm working with is to, to work. And this is based on my own experience of what has worked well for me is talk to your leadership team, um, get to a point um, where you are presenting those 11 po- or I'm sorry, 16 possible um, telehealth financial variables. Um, and again, some of those are direct, some of those are indirect, you know, and talking about them with, with your leadership team and really getting them to choose the seven, eight, nine, 12 variables that they agree on that will become your telehealth ROI and or VOI. And, you know, and having that conversation with leadership and, and kind of walking through that, it gets everybody kind of gets buy-in. It gets everybody the same page. And you don't have some of those, um, the controversy around, you know, indirect revenue or downstream revenue. Um, because in fact, we are, some of those things listed below the surface are of course, downstream type of revenue, but they are absolutely there because of the telehealth program's presence. Um, so really kind of walking your leadership team through getting their buy-in, getting them to the same page and say, all right, here's our um, telehealth VOIRI calculation, and here's what we're going to track moving forward. Key stakeholders, they don't include they they are much far beyond just leadership you're you're, you're going to have to work with clinical leaders um you know physician champions who are over those programs and really understanding you know what are some of those value plays um are you reducing a length of stay are you reducing mileage for the provider for the patient you know so really kind of you're going to have to work across a wide array of key stakeholders to kind of really ensure that you understand the inputs or the possible variables that you're putting forward uh, to your leadership team. And I, I, I really feel and, and see over and over again that this, this is critical for reinvestment and for growth. It's very hard for a, a system or a, you know, a vendor to say, all right, we're going we're gonna to put more money. We're going to take this $400,000 budget and it's going to be an $800,000 budget next year without kind of coming up to a same page view on what they're receiving in return or what is that ROI VOI. And so, you know, I really feel that this step, this exercise of defining your telehealth ROI with leadership um, and walking it through it is critical for systems that are looking to kind of grow and invest and scale their telehealth program. Um, Next up is data management. Because of things like continuous variables that I mentioned, it can be challenging to identify the sources of data and uses of data um, within an organization that are that kind of are wrapped around um, telehealth. So pulling out those telehealth financial variables and, and actually getting to the data, where are those data sources, and then how do we pull them out and use them, um, that is a formidable step. And so, you know, don't approach it lightly. Um, you know, look to some of those IS, IT people within your organizations that that are kind of, they, they're, maybe they do some, some work with knowledge management, um, data warehouses, you know, get in and you may have to have some tougher conversations, um, but data management, um, it, it can be a challenging uh, uh, step of, 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 of the, the process. Um, next, communication. Um, you know, don't keep it in a silo. As you're creating and setting and, and then begin tracking your telehealth ROI, tell people and tell people th- throughout the organization. 
um, of course, in an organized fashion, in an organized way. You may have to do some education before you start kind of sharing your telehealth ROI and VOI. Um, but, you know, you know, right now with COVID, it, it, it's a funky time. You know, nobody can deny that. But it's also a time to, to get really collaborative um, with other organizations. Um, and share and, and and share what they're doing. Hear what hear you know. Share what you're doing. Um, but you know, really encourage people to have kind of some organized communication strategies that associate um, you know beginning to track your ROI and sharing the results throughout your organization. Um, culture, you know, it's important to kind of really create uh, this culture of transparency and continuous improvement. Um, if you think about telehealth. Uh, and the power of the medium, you know, of video, you know, for example, um, you know, one might say the the possibilities are endless. And, and, and in terms of maturity of where we are in healthcare with telehealth, you know, and you look at, say, ESPN and the, the information on the bottom, the lighting, the sound, the production quality, all of that. And then you compare it's almost like comparing that to um, a high school news production, you know, and that, you know, right now telehealth is kind of a little bit closer to the high school news production uh, in terms of, of, of leveraging that medium compared to, you know, an ESPN of, of kind of professional uh, standardized uh, and all those production lighting uh, capabilities. Um, but, you know, really uh, encourage that transparency, encourage that continuous and improvement of, you know, we, we have it perfect today. Um, and, and, and that's going to be true of maybe every aspect of your telehealth program. So kind of, you know, just embrace that continuous improvement and that you will be, um, you know, getting things better and better and, and more mature over time. Uh, and then lastly, uh, revenue cycle, legal compliance. I, I mentioned it as a second bullet of you're going to have to work with some key stakeholders, but you know, these specific three groups, revenue cycle, legal and compliance, you know, you may have to work with them on a regular basis. So it might not just be a point in time and then you're done. You know, oftentimes you want to be pretty close to these groups um, and to set up, um, you know, new processes within your organization. You know, when you're tracking the ROI, you're tracking whether you get paid or not. So when your commercial payer, you know, pays you for three visits, um, you know, and then that are, you know, level three um, live, and then you do five more visits next month, and it's the same, everything's the exact same, but for some reason, you didn't get paid that month. You know, what is the process? Who do you involve? Um, you know, what are those reports that, that, that show you something's going on? Um, and so, you know, be prepared to work closely with, you know, revenue cycle, legal, um, and compliance uh, through these uh, through these efforts. Um, now we'll talk about some market activity. Uh, you know, VOI is really gaining a lot of traction. Um, we began really studying it. You know, well, even with the very first launch of Telestroke. It, 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 it actually, back in two thousand six, we were studying kind of the concepts. We weren't necessarily calling it VOI, but we were studying those concepts related to EICU when you reduce the length of stay or you, you change the mortality of the ICU, what did that mean from a financial sense? So we were already kind of having those conversations early, but it's really starting to gain a lot of traction. Um, we've been able to publish things in the last few years around it. 
present at conferences around it. Um, and, you know, one example, we did a white paper a few years ago and um, uh, one of the systems that, that we worked with for the white paper, Ascension um, uh, Aurora, uh, they were actively tracking, I think, 24 um, different variables that they would define as value derived. Um, so it, it's really starting to get really good traction in the, in the market and you're seeing it more and more. Um, Value-based care and actual contracts are another way that we're kind of, you know, is a vehicle that is bringing more VOI awareness. So, you know, you know, in you, what we're seeing in some of these contracts and actually the paperwork, you know, is, all right, program X achieves Y. And that Y might be one of those below the surface items. So then immediately you might have a more abstract a below the surface metric, but it's connected and kind of critical to achieving maybe major savings on a value-based care contract. Um, so that's that's one example where we're you kind of have to have reality or actual vehicles to kind of spark things, uh, you know, to gain traction in the market. And that's one example of how it's happening. Commercialization, you know, we've all seen by this point the telehealth maturity model and you know, some of the, the exciting things around telehealth are kind of that that final level of maturity or, you know, Jedi status where a health system or a hospital uh, is thinking about commercialization. So they have kind of perfected, um, you know, their program so well that they can offer it um, in brand new markets um, that they've never touched before and really selling in, in brand new business model ways. Um, that they've never done before. Um, so it, commercialization is kind of the um, the mecca of, of where you're trying to get. Um, and, it, and there's a lot of opportunity to reach that um, right now. Um, next up is, is diminishing supply. There, you know, there are only so many providers in the country and, and globally, um, and, and it's really kind of a diminishing supply. We've all, all seen the supply and shortage uh, uh, issues and, and reports that come out. Um, and, and at the basis of everything uh, with telehealth, you're using a provider of some sort, uh, uh, typically. So, you know, understanding that, recognizing that and kind of being, um, you know, proactive with, you know, how you're managing um, um, your supplier or what you have access to work with today or what you may, you know, look to acquire in the future, um, uh, which, which, immediately brings us to our next bullet, which is increasing alignment and increasing consolidation. So there are lots of, of um, uh, alignment plays in the digital health market, telehealth market. There's lots of consolidation uh, occurring, and there will be over the next 18, 24, 36 months. And so, you know, it it's important and, and, and to track your ROI, be aware of your VOI, because when those alignment and consolidations opportunities come up, you not only want to know your piece of the pie very you know, acutely of how you bring revenue or value to the table in terms of telehealth, but also you know, being aware as you get into due diligence, am I able to calculate you know, my possible partner acquisition, um, you know, merger partner, am I able to project or understand their ROI and VOI play with telehealth? And does it nicely align together, 
you know, for us to consolidate, you know, in a smart uh, and innovative way that's productive to the market. Um, Oshner is a fantastic example. They had a, a great article in the in the in the news about probably two three months ago now or six months because it's being recorded um, of uh, their remote patient monitoring program. And in it, they went to uh, you know great detail explaining you know the ROI and how they got to ROI. And and of course, it did include some value components, some savings elements. Um, and so again, lots of exciting market activity. Now we'll get to the confidence strategies. So the three C's, as I call them. Um, the first C is commit. Um, so commit to telehealth and virtual care. Um, commit to your organization's telehealth ROI and VOI. And specifically, let's understand the value and results the organization expects or requires to invest a program, grow a program, or maybe you're going to stabilize a program. And even answering that question, do we want to invest in our telehealth program? Yes, we just, you know, we just need to stabilize it. Or yes, we want to invest and we want to grow it um, as well. And so, you know, really, you, you have to kind of commit that you're going to track it. And then really, what does your, what does your company want? Um, and what do they expect? You know, and, and is there a go or no go? All right, if, if we don't achieve these results, then then maybe we just stabilize and put 200,000 in next year. Um, we don't go, you know, and put 800,000 more into it. Um, you know, we're, we just kind of take this step by step. So, you know, this is really important, I think, to, to moving forward. And, and it is our first strategy uh, to kind of instill or create more financial confidence with your telehealth ROI or VOI. Next up is courage. So I should have put, put a picture of uh, the, the lion here from uh, Dorothy, um, but uh, courage. Courage is key to both having those tough kind of exploratory discussions with your leadership team, um, but it's also kind of helps to really, you know, understand realistic sustainability. And it's important, you know, if you're investing in something and it's failing and you don't know that it's failing, you know, then you're putting your entire organization at risk um, you know, investing in something that that may not be, you know, actually uh, realistic in terms of sustainability, in terms of the inputs, the outputs, uh, et cetera. And this absolutely extends to clinical care and quality because um, we're talking about uh, those below the surface items. And, and a lot, many of those are, you know, qualitative, quantitative in nature and 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 involve the, the care that somebody received. Um, is it five days length of stay or three days length of stay? You know, so the quality outcomes are absolutely related to this. And so having, you know, the courage to also talk about, uh, you know, the quality outcomes and, you know, you know, I like to call golden rule is, are we able to deliver the same quality or better through our telehealth than we were um, in our, you know, comparable in-person care? Um, so, you know, here, prepare to get your hands dirty, um, but really let's have the courage to, to, to begin those conversations and start tracking. And then lastly is capability. Um, and when I'm talking about capabilities here, you know, I capabilities lead to success. So take inventory of the capabilities you have present that are missing or are impeding, you know, are getting to an ROI or VOI. And, and many times, 
because of those continuous variables, because of you know different technology use types, et cetera, these data capabilities to track, report, and automate, they can be quite challenging. Um, so you know, really expect maybe some uh, challenges here, you know, but really be honest about what we're able to do today and what we're not able to do today in terms of tracking ROI and VI. And I, I do talk about kind of the data element here, uh, especially with those continuous variables, but it's not always a template or tool or new technology that can fill a capability void. And sometimes it's just old-fashioned experience and leadership capability that needs to be addressed. You might have everything you need to track ROI and VOI, but the leader that's involved with it, you know, it has has not really established a strong culture, has not been transparent, hasn't been great with their communication around ROI and VOI. You know, so the whole program could be in disarray, you know, just because of, of, of a leadership issue. Um, so those are our kind of three C's of telehealth financial confidence. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about ROI and VOI. We, we, we defined it. We, we went a little deeper with it. Um, and then we talked about some really exciting and kind of neat market activities that are going on. Uh, and, then, and then lastly, we kind of talked through those three C's of uh, telehealth financial confidence. So um, I really enjoyed my time uh, today with you. Um, we, you know, contact, here's our contact, social media. We love Twitter. We're on that. Um, we love research. We love research partners. Um, and, and we do a lot of training and education uh, around Tell So, um, you know, don't hesitate to, to reach out. We have a lot of stuff posted for, uh, that's, that's publicly available at that research and insights page. Um, and, and special thanks to Wake um, and TMT uh, for being partners in the research.